What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to the Tug of War. Man, super excited that That's you're taking right. the time to join us, uh, Trustin and Whitney. We're just friends. Two friends having a conversation. Yeah, we love talking leadership and stepping into more. That's I love right. playing the Tug of War game as a kid because there was a battle and it was a fight. I hated playing it because I was little and small and I wanted to run away. But I've learned in life, if you want to get to more, you have to be willing to get in the fight and keep tugging. Dude, I'm feeling good. I'm glad. You know why? Because you've been on that diet for 18.9 million years now. Man, if I was on this diet for 18.9 million <laughs> years, I would hopefully be at my goal it weight. It feels like a long time, though. Yeah, it's only been uh, less than 50 days because I set like a 50-day goal. I was going to say you're looking at your phone because you've set I have an timer. app. I have an app in my phone that Always. counts down days. And so I know exactly how many days it is until this event and then until Easter and then until this other thing. So it just helps me set goals. That's good. And so I'm feeling good because we went to barbecue for lunch, which is a rare occasion here's that I can have with company. I go to barbecue by myself er day. Right. But today I went with the tug of more team. Come on, shout out. And so we all went to a new barbecue spot in Mansfield. But this is it was great. Why? The problem with barbecue places is all they have is barbecued meat. Yes. Duh. And Hello. Then Congratulations. And then vegetables baked in so much butter yep. that they literally have to roll you out when it's over. This place is a new place in Mansfield that I like because it has many options. I had a great salad. I felt super- Good I, for you. Yeah, <laughs> I feel super happy and content as well, but then you're able to enjoy what you like yeah, and I'm I on, feel excited about I'm on it. And like, uh, yeah. they have guacamole, so. Ooh, guac. I'm on a, a like, it's not keto. But it's It's, it's not keto. Adkins. It's not carnivore. I'm just it's doing- It's the trust in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, I'm just doing very low carb. And so the first two weeks was a little difficult. Isn't that what keto is? No, keto is you got to eat a bunch of extra fat. Oh, I see. And so I'm not eating like tons of extra fat. Okay. I'm this just being- This is the low-fat keto. Uh, low yeah, well, yeah low-fat keto, I think it's called Adkins. <laughs> I'm not all the way sure. I'm just uh, making no, up my own you're thing. Eating, you're eating a healthy weight. Yeah, healthy. That's healthy. So I'm doing good. Good. I'm Getting excited back. for you. You know, if you look back at pictures of me over the last 10 years- Uh-huh. You can literally tell the stress level in my life right. determined by the size of my chin. But no, my double chin. No, <laughs> my double chin uh, is equated to the level yeah. of stress that I'm currently no. walking through. And I don't want to do that anymore because right now I'm stressed the junk out right now. But why gain 15 pounds? Right. All You're that does is stress me out worse. to manage the tension and the tug of more. We actually did a whole episode on... What the health. health? What the health? It's one of my favorites. Link it. It gets to sound. I get to sound like I'm saying a cuss word without saying a cuss. <laughs> it shouldn't be that different because you just be saying cuss words. I'm just Anyways. joking. Yes. I'm so okay, we're not talking about what the health. No. What are we talking about today? Uh, well, so you know, we're pastors. That's true. And so in our context of leadership, it's ministry and yeah. like kind of in the church world, right? And something I think that we've had to learn how to push through is how to make progress unconventional ways, right? How to do things the not right way, right? Right. How to not always follow the rule book. Uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago that you are like a big dreamer and willing to like push the boundaries. And I've Dream always on. in my life been a rule follower. Yep. What is it you tell that like in sixth grade, you got a hundred and I don't know. 117 detentions. Yes. Yeah. I, in my life know exactly how many detentions I got and what they were for 
and oh, no. the way I felt in the moment when I got them and like all the repercussion of the next <laughs> month of my sadness that I disappointed my teacher and my parents. I got three detentions of my whole life. Oh man. They all happened to be on the same week. I had like one of those terrible weeks. Oh yeah. And yeah. Then, <laughs> listen, here's what happened. In my school, you would get these 15 minute detentions, which is not even anything. What? I went to private school, man. This is ridiculous. So you, so you had three 15 minute detentions. Yeah, but what would happen was, and maybe it was at a two week period, I can't remember, but if you would get them within a short amount of time, then you would get an after school detention. That's all I had was after that school. That was 45 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't even like that long. But so I had all of those in like the span of a week, maybe, maybe it was two weeks, I don't know. And I was so sad never did any, and that was in the eighth grade and i never got so many detentions again. i vividly remember we would get a detention slip and it was like this yellow mm -hmm. like it was a two piece of paper and like yeah. one was white and you would a get referral the, or you whatever. would get like the yellow right. one and i remember one day pulling three out of my backpack that i'd gotten and the, the teachers yeah and the teachers had all assigned my detention to be that same day so i only went to detention once but i was serving three <laughs> different detentions and i remember pulling them out of my back my backpack laughing with my friends like look at these dummies they don't even know <laughs> i can just wild now the rest of the day because i've already I'm got already <laughs> in trouble i got detentions every day this week oh my word it's okay ridiculous anyways but the reason i didn't get very many is because i like to follow the rules i like to do it right and that is something it, it's one of my biggest uh, weaknesses, really and truly, in being a leader sometimes, is that I will get stuck on trying to do it right, yeah. trying to do it the right way, uh, and that's not good. So I think if you're feeling the tug of more, like right. you wanna step into a new level of your leadership and your finances and your business yeah. and your family and your health, whatever, sometimes we have to be willing to push the envelope. We have to do it right. the non-traditional way. Correct. So like. I remember when I first stepped into becoming a lead pastor, right. as I look back at a lot of the decisions that I was making, I was making decisions that I thought I was supposed to be making. Right. They weren't necessarily the right decision, right? Mm -hmm. But if you like looked at from the outside, other pastors- They that, will think I'm doing it right. They will think I'm doing it right. And so like I even look back at the names of the series and the sermons and things I was preaching, <clears throat> they were so, uh, Rigid? Vanilla, yeah. Standard, safe, yeah. You know, uh, and then finally, I got to a point that I was like, "Dude, forget it." Do you think some of that comes from the way we are raised? Though, I mean, we're teasing about school, yeah. But do you think some of that comes from like a deep, like in us thing that we're taught that if we will just follow it, the right steps, like then we will get the straight A and we will be yeah. the perfect student. That and if so you we do good, be, that if you do good, you'll get the good. Yeah. The good thing. Right. But I think we did another uh, episode uh, where we s plugged our ears. What do we say? We talked about like. Who gives a crap? Yeah. Who gives a crap? We've Link that one. We've been referencing that one a lot lately because you have to, the more you step into more, the more you have to not there, give a crap. There's a point that you have to be able to say, you right. know what? I don't give a crap what anybody else thinks. Yeah. And so I'm going to get outside the traditional box and try to do something yeah, new. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that if you're in a season of trying to step into more, you gotta look at some things and say, what am I doing that I'm only doing because I think it's the right thing that I have to do yeah. rather than knowing. I think sometimes we we forget our own effort behind it because I'm like, I'm doing it right. Well, but are you doing it well? Yeah. Like, are you really giving it your best effort or are you just doing what you think by the book you're supposed to do? So uh, before I was a lead pastor, yeah. uh, for years before I was a youth pastor at large churches, 
And so at these large churches, we would always do big events. Mm -hmm. And here's how the event looked. We would spend a bunch of money, do something on our church campus, and invite the community to us. Right. So we would do like a big 4th of July, or a big like Halloween, or a big Easter yep. giveaway. Right. And we would rent a carnival and 20 bounce houses. We would have 100,000 Easter eggs. We would, right. whatever. All this junk and get people to come to us. And so then when we planted the church, my mentality was that's the right way to do it. Right. And so I remember when we were doing setup and teardown at a wedding venue mm -hmm. and Easter was coming. I was like, okay, it's Easter. We have to do a big event to draw people to us, but we didn't have the money. Right. We didn't have the facility. And so we tried to do this nor, big, nor the influence, nor the influence. So we tried to do this big event and it was not good. Right. So <laughs> we did like a candy giveaway and uh, Pastor Tim, shout out Tim. He made like a candy tower right. out of like cardboard and like glued candy to it. And it looked like garbage. <laughs> I'm saying. We love you, Tim. <laughs> no, I, what I'm about to say I did was equally, like it wasn't. It, right. We were trying to do this attractional thing. Come to us, candy tower. Right. It wasn't good. Then we did a, uh, we did a hayride. Oh, yes. Here's the hayride. You ready? We we put on cards that we passed out in the city. Hayride, trying to get people to come to us. And we had my Jeep, mm -hmm. 2001 Jeep Wrangler, <laughs> pulling a 12-foot single axle trailer Correct. with like four hay bales on it. Yep. And we drove it out of the out of the wedding venue down to a farmer's house. Literally out and around. Around and he had like a horse and two ducks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a, a hayride and a petting zoo. Oh, 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 hayride, advertisement. hayride, petting zoo. And so like, dude, it was not a good, it was not good. Right. Now, did some people come? Yeah, but they came because we lied to them right. and we said, big event, Easter, petting zoo, Easter egg hunt, like all these pieces. Yeah. Okay. The reason I tell that story is because I thought that was the right way to do something. Right. Have an event, you make people come to you. But I learned, no, 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 no. What if instead of having people come to us, we go to them? Right. And so then we flipped the script and we started at Living Church. We now go to city events and we provide right. strength. So what you're saying is that the right way to do something isn't always transferable from one place to the next. Not right. always transferable from the same organization to the next. Even in the same maybe business that you have. Maybe you have a home building business. Someone else has a home building business. Just because they do it that way doesn't mean it's necessarily the right way for you to do it. But so often we get stuck yeah. in like thinking we have to do the same right thing. And I think for me, it's just that I feel like if it doesn't go well, if I did it the right way, then then that's, well, at least I did it right. You yeah. know, rather than realizing, hey, I may fail miserably by doing it right. Uh, and I might actually succeed if I'll do it wrong. Yeah. And we've had so much success in the moments we've said, hey, I'm gonna do it wrong based on what other people would say. And that's just learning to trust your own tug into yeah. more. We're not trying to do the same thing as everybody else. And we're trying to do something different and get somewhere more, then we have to shake it up. Yeah. But I think it's a, I think it's a real struggle we all have because we don't want to be wrong. Yeah. We don't want to be laughed at. We don't want to be sure. pointed at as a failure or as someone who didn't follow the grain and follow the way that everyone else does it. Well, it's because if you do things different and like non-traditionally, then you're kind of an outcast. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not and fun so, to be the outcast. Right. And so I find myself many right. times feeling like an outcast amongst peers 
because of decisions that I've made right. that are so contrary to the norm. Right. No, right. Like, All the just time. the fact that I'm doing a podcast with you right. and that we're good friends and work right. closely together and aren't married. Right. But married, well, are married, but not, not married. Not to each other, yeah. There's, there's this like, well, that's weird. Right. But I'm like, man, this is the step that God has for us. This is right. the step that God has for living church. Rachel has peace about it. Aaron has peace about it. Right. This is the step. And so because we're doing things that are different, yeah, it doesn't fit into the standard mold. Yeah. No, I had a moment with my counselor that I had to actually like talk through with him because I get so caught in the like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it the way I'm supposed to be doing it? And he was like, you know, our context is the Bible. And he said, at the end of our life, we're going to go to heaven and God's going to look at us and say what? Well done, good and faithful servant. Like, well done. And he's like, when you're at the end of the day, can you look back and say, well done? Or does he say rightly done? And it like super like huh. shook my head to go, oh yeah, am I doing what I know I'm pulled into? Am I doing what I know my tug is really drawing me to do rather than what somebody else is doing? But it's that struggle of feeling like, I would rather blend in than uh, stand out and be pointed at as awkward, wrong, incorrect, whatever it is. And yeah, we get a lot of blowback from all kinds of decisions we make, right. including, yeah, not for sure. This one is probably the biggest, the biggest one, but that we would be willing to say, Hey, the more I feel tugged into is more important than the voices of everybody else. Right. That what I feel that I'm supposed to step into, do I care more about that than I do about the voices of a few people who do they really matter at the end of the day? Are they really even influencing the more that I'm stepping into? Right. Do they really even have any say in it, any piece in it? And then at the end of the day, between me and God, is he looking at me saying, well done? Or is he looking at me saying, now you didn't do that exactly by the so book good. that was set before so you, you know? It's so good because, yeah, what determines that it's the right way? Right. Like, okay, six years ago, uh, we as a church every week printed bulletins. Now, if you're not a church person, a bulletin is a is a, a bifold like piece of paper. It's like an announcement sheet, a program. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you go to your kids' choir concert, they give you a program it's or like a funeral. Like the agenda for the week yeah. in a piece of paper. And so every week we would print yeah. these these programs. And I don't remember how much we spent every week to print yeah, like hundreds of like two hundred bucks a week. So two hundred bucks. And so because my whole life, I've grown up in church since a baby. Yeah. Every week program my whole life program yeah when i was a youth pastor yeah we printed youth programs put them on you the chairs did? yes oh wow and so it's just like you sing and preach and have a program <laughs> right but then the, i don't remember who the ushers or somebody or the cleaning people were like yeah hey pastor Russell, they, they would after service they would collect them and they had a stack of hundreds right of programs <laughs> right and so I think it was you. I think it was you and a, I think it was you and Amanda that were fighting yeah. me on it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we're doing programs. You can't have church without no programs. This is the right way to do it. This is right. This is the right way to do it. Yeah. And so I said, okay, let's do this. Count how, how many programs are we gonna have for next week? We're gonna print 500 programs. Yeah. Okay. I want you to pass them all out and then collect how many we have left. <laughs> <laughs> and really, only two people, four. I think it was four, but we found out that two of them were from your mom because yeah. she would take one and put it on the fridge because she was My mom was like making a scrapbook of programs. So really, we were giving away two a week to the actual people that were actually taking them. And we said, as an organization, we can save a giant amount of money per month. And energy. And 
a ton of energy during the week to design it and pass them out and clean yeah, them up and then help these few people lead these few people so what are, what are we going to do like where's our energy we're going to go? go and make them a facebook account and so we go this we can lead these few people yeah. into hey i can check my email i can go on the website i can look at the facebook but, there's all of these other areas yeah which then for us freed up so much mental space and yeah financial space all these things and was less for our cleaning people to have to clean up afterwards but it's this perfect example for me of like what was right to keep printing programs right because 90 percent of churches right then when you walked in you got handed a piece of paper and so no it's it felt contrary and so sometimes you're doing something just because it was right. right. It was right. It was right. It was right. It, right. But it's not right anymore. Well, we talk about it in context of business. Like you've talked about it before the whole like blockbuster didn't make a shift oh. and could have uh, bought Netflix in a season, but didn't think it was the right thing to yeah. do. And now blockbuster has gone. Netflix is uh, the winner, obviously yeah. of the world. And like, it's because that didn't look like the right way to do it. And we have to know as we're stepping into more that, that, times they are a change in but also like systems change like the 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 here we say what is it that the mission stays the same but the methods change all the time yeah and so often we get so stuck in our right methods mm -hmm. that we like are going to miss the mark completely and not be able to accomplish our mission really because good. around us uh the methods are always changing yeah. these kids that produce the podcast literally can learn how to do it on the internet if you and i would have had to learn something like that back in our day we would have had to go to a class i would have had to go to college for six months and i take did go to college <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> they're still going to college we, they need to go to college whatever but but truthfully they can learn on the internet uh something in five minutes that would have taken you and i five months what if we should a podcast oh one day gosh. that's just trust and triggering whitney and it's just me <laughs> saying things about how our kids don't need to go to college <laughs> just wait until yours are about to go oh, then God. you'll have an opinion a yeah. stronger opinion no but you're you're so right uh you, you know dr phil i remember dr phil yeah is he still a thing um, he doesn't still have a show, but he's still a person. Okay, so <laughs> so Dr. Phil on his show, people would say crazy things to him. Right. You know? Oh, absurd. Uh, man, I smoke methods. Right? Yeah, he was stupid things. <laughs> and Dr. Phil, he would say, Well, how's that working for you? Yeah. And it's such a great question. Right. It like, is. Yes, you're printing programs. But how's yes, it you're working doing, for you? Right. How how's it working? And so sometimes we just try to do it right. We try to make our marriage right. Right. How's that working for you? How's it working to like not talk and not go on dates and not go to church? Right. You know what I'm saying? No, like we get so to, to not go to counseling, to just keep brushing it on the rug. Okay, how's that working? Right. Or we get stuck in being right. Oh, I'm man. right. Yeah. I am right. I will continue to be right. Well, I look around you. Are you alone? Like, yeah. how is that working for you to always be the one who is right? I think, yeah, it, it, that's you're right. It's such a profound sentence to look back. But I think that's the reason we've been able to keep stepping into more is that we've been willing and you yeah. as a leader have been willing to say, it's not working. Sometimes. But we've got to change. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I, I have a real hard time with it. I hold on to sacred cows. Well, yeah, I, I think, hold on but to we things. all do that. You brought up Netflix and it's such a good, you need to just, when you're done with this, just YouTube search like the the demise of Blockbuster or something. Yeah. But like Blockbuster at one point after uh, Netflix and Redbox, remember Redbox? Mm -hmm. They're one that, they, they died in between. Right. Uh, they came out and some leader at uh, Blockbuster said, let's stop charging for the rewind fee. 
Right. If you're old enough, you remember going and renting VHS tapes. And if you didn't rewind your VHS tape, you got charged like another 50 cents. Yes. And so Blockbuster, like 12% of their annual revenue was because of these rewind fees. But they refused right. to stop charging for the, for the rewind fee. And like that one thing is then when Redbox came out. Redbox, yeah. you didn't have, there was no rewind. It was only DVD. Right. And it's like these little changes along the way that we refuse to, like for Blockbuster that worked for 50 years or right. how, no, how right. long to you be kind rewind. Yeah. But at some point you have to th throw the thing out, man. You just said something that's really good though. I think that sometimes the length of which something has stayed what it is, yeah. is the is going to then be uh, a longer time of where it's gonna be able to be shifted in yeah. the minds of other people. You and yeah. I have faced a lot of things, including you just mentioned the men and women in ministry thing. But the reason is we're fighting something that's been a method, a, a, a way of doing a tradition for this many years. Yeah. And like, we can't be, we can't get defeated and discouraged and quit when we face opposition, when we don't do it right anymore, just because, uh, people are frustrated or don't think it's right. We have to look at, oh, look how long this has been the way it is, what you just said. Yeah. VHS tapes, all those things, like that was such a long time that they thought it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while for the world to shift. No, it yeah. didn't, it yeah. shifted really quickly. Yeah. We have to be willing to go, okay, it doesn't matter the voices of others. If in our organization, we wanna tug into more, we wanna step into more, whatever we're doing in life, we've gotta be willing to be mobile and, and malleable to shift quickly. No, it's really good. It freaks me out a little bit. Because it, because it just makes me think like down the road. You're when like, Elon calls us back, bro. You're going to Mars. Oh yeah, Mars Mars campus. It's going to happen. Did we cut that clip and send it to yes. Elon? Well, oh, we it posted today. We tagged <laughs> yeah. we tagged Elon. I don't even know how to tag Elon. Yeah, but we. I mean, like, dude, he cracks me up. Yeah. He has a clip. He has a, he made, he invented, no, I, don't, I shouldn't say it's probably a little inappropriate. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what you're about to <laughs> no, say. No, it's stupid. He's funny though. He makes me laugh. <laughs> but I'm saying that, that joker, he knows when to shift and when to make moves that are yeah. ginormous and people think he's crazy. Yeah. But he's, but he's been able to do it. And so we have to be willing to go. Yeah, go. You were about to say something. No, about no. I'm just saying like it, it, it's like you never know what's working right now that in 10 years might not work. Right but also in 10 weeks. Like these yeah. are the pieces that we have to be willing to listen to our own right voice, like the voice in our own head in what we believe the Holy Spirit is that's tugging us into the right direction you, rather than the voice of other people. You've got to weigh your situation. Like you can't compare apples and oranges. No. So for example, when we were in our previous building doing four services, wanting to move to Willie Pig, a big rental auditorium, yeah, we asked some voices influences in our life that told us no don't do that right stay there for four more years save money then build your building but they don't understand our right city right our context they are they for them they have a bunch of old big box stores that they could go and buy and renovate and they they're not looking at virgin property they're not in our city where things right. are slower with uh city leadership and so like you have to take into account like your business, your experience, your right. team. No, it's true. But if all we do is say, well, this is how they did it. Right. So that's how I'm going to do it. That's a very different, that's very different. It's like, if you want to get in shape, you can't just follow a runner or a bodybuilder. 
they're both in shape, but they right. do it drastically different. No, it's true. And yeah. and we have to find what works for us and know that what works for us is the right way for us. Yeah. It might not be right for everybody else, but it is the right way for us. And I think the biggest, so we've already said one of the biggest hurdles is other people's voices, but then the other, one of the other pieces sometimes is our own voice, is our own mm. belief in ourselves and our own track record of like, hey, I've been willing to shift some things before and it's worked out. I'm gonna now trust that this is the right step to take yeah. in this. I think for us, that's something that we've had, we had to learn quickly, but we didn't always fully know it. We would make the step and be like, but now we've gotten in a groove of like, no, if we know it's right, we're gonna do it, right? Yeah, yeah. take the take the leap. Yeah, don't take, be afraid. Take the leap of faith and yeah. and jump into the into the unknown. You know, something else I think that 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 reminds me of is something we say a lot is that ministry is an experiment, right. but really leadership is an experiment. Yeah, life is actually life is an, an experiment. experiment. And yeah. so like, if you have the attitude, like maybe this won't even work. <laughs> and like you tell the people around you, right? then you don't have to always be the alpha super mega genius leader. Well, like for me, yeah. when I say, we're gonna move to the pig and I think it's gonna be good, but it's gonna be super hard and might crash and burn. Right. Then the people that are with me I, you, you just said it though. You explained it in the, even the conversation about the programs. We have to be willing to allow constructive criticism in the not being right thing. Yeah. Like we have to say, hey, I'm not gonna maybe do it the way it's always been done, but we're gonna try this new thing and it might work and it might not, but what do you think? How do you think it's working? Yeah. Be willing to not just be the only voice saying, how's that working for you, but yeah. to let others say how it is working for yeah. us. I think that's a huge piece. In, in shifting it, yeah. No, it's true, float those. So if you're thinking of doing something crazy or different or yeah. non-traditional for right. you, float it past a couple people that you do trust, that you do love, that you know love and respect you, right. and see what their, what their response is. Like right now, uh, I'm chewing on something in my head that is not at all what I thought was gonna be my plan. But I've now talked to two different groups of people, yeah. and both of three, and all three groups have said, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I said, like, I'm not trying to vision cast this. This might be a garbage idea. Yeah. But when when you start just talking about the the right. non traditional step, and people start going yes, yeah, then maybe it's the right step. No, absolutely. You know, one of the reasons that I think it's hardest to step into doing something different that's non traditional, yeah, is because you failed previously. Oh, right. Like you had an idea last time to do something kind of out of the box and it tanked. Yeah. And so then you're like, man, let me keep playing it safe. Right. No, I think, I mean, I look, when I look at even just at my life as like a young person, it was the fear of failure of why I felt like such a disappointment if I got a detention. Hmm. But as we grow and as adults, like the fear of failure really is a real thing. Like I know for men, for sure it's a struggle. As women, it's something we carry heavy. I think that we don't wanna fail our families. We don't wanna fail the people we love. We don't wanna fail in relationships for sure. But then in business, we don't wanna fail. And once we've hit that moment, uh, the, the pain of that, I think we sometimes, we talked about it before that when you've overcome hurt and pain, you like so don't wanna do that again, that you just run from anything that might be hurt and painful again. But the same is true here. We have to learn to overcome it because yeah. if we will just decide, I'm probably gonna fail, it's fine if I fail, whatever, that failure is a part of more. It is, it yeah. has to be. Like we've had to decide we're going to screw it up. We've yeah. talked a lot on this podcast about 
staff we've hired and that that was a massive fail these certain people but if we wouldn't learn those things we would not be making the great decisions in certain areas we're yeah. making today and so i think yeah for people who've who've it's had good. failure before you feel like okay let me stick to what others are doing or what looks right so i won't fail but we'll miss it yeah you've got to be willing to budget in breakage so Absolutely. Mar Marcus Lemonis is a guy that we've yes, talked about. Love Marcus. Shout out Marcus. Come on, Marcus. So that's who I actually want to take us to Mars. Wouldn't that be incredible? Oh, we go with Marcus. Marcus to Mars. Marcus to Mars. It's your new uh, TV show. Somebody okay. tag him for legit. Okay. I love Marcus. Go. So he talks about in a couple of the episodes of a TV show that yeah. he does where he helps businesses. He talks about breakage. How you have to budget breakage. What that Absolutely. means is if you're like a uh, if you're like a pottery company, right. You make plates and cups right. and junk. You budget that 10% of your merchandise is going to break in transit. Absolutely. Right. If you own wall, a Walgreens, yeah. people about to be stealing uh, mm, Tylenol and diapers and junk off no, the shelves. Yeah. So you, you budget breakage. Yeah. And I think for us as leaders, if we can just budget in, in our minds, knowing like some stuff's not going to work. Right. Like the sermon's not going to hit. The worship song's going to kind of be a flop. Nobody's going to attend the event. Right. You know, you're going to try to really pour into this person and they're going to backslide or whatever. No, it's true. You just budget and breakage. It's a part you of have it. to know and expect that there's going to be things that don't work, things that are going to fail. And then what's, what's really important in that though, is to take some inventory. Hmm. Like I've talked to you about it before when in sales, like at the end of each year and different quarters, we would do inventory because you, there is, it's real. Every store does have a budget for theft for all those pieces, but you look at the inventory and then determine, okay, how much mm -hmm. have, I, have I gotten over the budget that I've allotted? Have I gotten under? And I think if we look at it and we're, and we're basically where we've budgeted, then we're, we're doing a good job trying yeah. something new and different. Yeah. But if we're going just, over and under way too much, well, then maybe we haven't pushed hard enough yeah. or maybe we need to listen to some wisdom in our life. Just because you failed doesn't mean that you should be afraid to step out you gotta, again. Yeah, you got to be willing to. If you've ever uh, watched any of our Sunday content, yeah, uh, you'll see that we're doing uh, <laughs> props all the time. Yes. Oh, yes. I, like, which I one love, is he about to tell? <laughs> I love using props right. as a communicator. And uh, and my favorite type of prop is when I'm breaking something. Yeah. No, for sure. Smashing, crashing, bashing. Yeah. This is, this that's is a, a shirt. Thing. I need a shirt. Smashing, crashing, bashing, more. <laughs> so <laughs> I... Ridiculous. I, look, he's just, he's just down. He's down. He's going to try to work so, on it. So uh, this summer... We did an event called SummerSlam. Yeah. And I preached maybe my favorite message ever because yeah. I don't actually preach much of it. Um, and it's like people giving their testimonies about like the potter's house and they're right. breaking pots. Yeah. You know, the very first time that I did that, I was a youth pastor and I wanted to kind of do this idea. I don't know the story. Yeah. I don't think. And so I do not have a budget other than what I'm spending out of my own money, which is I'm broke. And so I go to a little like kind of grocery store but like dollar store kind uh -huh. of places down the street from the church and i bought a red vase hmm. yep. that i'm while i'm preaching i've got it in my hand and i'm talking about god made you and his image and blah blah, yeah. blah and so i'm going to get to the point where i drop the thing right so i throw the vase down i'm going to break it it's my bill illustration and it doesn't break the vase 
it hits the ground and it it doesn't break. It bounced. It bounced. So then I pick it back up. Oh no! So I pick it back up and I try to be like, you know, sometimes. Sometimes. And so I don't. I made him some stupid line. And so but I'm like, the devil tries again. So the devil tries again. And I threw it down again. It didn't break again. It's really? like a. It's like a super power vase. Oh my word. Well, so now. Was it actually plastic? No, it's it's like porcelain or I don't know what it's oh, called. Oh yeah. And so I'm on, so I'm like on a stage that's like four oh, feet tall. Oh my word. And I'm like, I have to break this yeah. thing. So now I walk to the edge of the stage and I spike the junk out of it. So it's like now an eight foot drop and I threw it so hard it explodes oh, no. and like the front row of kids are like ah <laughs> they get yeah like they get shrapnel. hit with shards oh, of pottery gosh. and it was an epic failure okay but guess what i could not let that fail stop me from doing it again yeah because what this summer was maybe my greatest onstage message yep. ever yep was birthed out of trying it again yeah so i know that you failed I know it didn't go your way. I know you dropped the vase and it didn't break. Throw the thing again. Yeah, and you budgeted. Now, not only have you budgeted for breakage, but you budgeted <laughs> for pre-breakage because we tried it all before you got on stage. Like, yeah, oh we yeah. understood that there is we bought a, a level pot for of every failure. Right. A friend of ours the other day we were talking to who's opened a giant organization um, he's the president of, and he said, like, we, we put in a margin of millions of dollars of yeah. failure for the first five years we expected oh. and now even in this season they have 44 million dollars no. of loss in the first year no, 22 but oh close. 22 oh i doubled it up hey there's more <laughs> Man, how did i, I perfectly no, doubled it it's because they had budgeted four. Oh yeah they four. had budgeted for four oh, okay. they ended up with 22 i'm not dyslexic no but. no and so <laughs> every once in a while but but guess what he's not quitting no he's reevaluating how to do some things he's changing some stuff but he's still got this budget that he knows is going to be failure i think it's so good that as leaders we just have to decide we're going to fail sometimes we're going to fail we're going to fail sometimes but guess what we're going to end up winning more than we fail get back on the horse but what happens if we're going to make a decision that all the wisdom in our life says, hey, man, this might be a fail. Like, what about you and I are... Uh, right. What? Okay. So we're... And, go. No. So we're saying do things that are un, untraditional. Right. Do, step out of the box. Try it the not regular way. Yeah. But then there's people out there that just They're enjoy just being, and, a, being a out. wild man. Yeah. You talked about your friend that's just doing like communion pizza. Like, what about, <laughs> yeah. like, what about. We had one of our youth leaders reach out and say, hey, can we do communion and pizza and Coke this week yeah. for communion? Yeah. But like, what if, what if uh, you actually like in life, like you're making crazy wild decisions and the people in your life are actually telling you, hey, I love you, but you got to listen. Yeah. Like, I love you, but you, this might actually go crazy. I love you, but this may be a really uh, bad step to take. And I think we have to speak to the other side of it because we so speak to the like, go for it. Yeah. But there are some people who go for it too much and they need to chill out. What do, what do we tell them? How well, do we help them find the right balance? I, yeah, it's tough because go for it too much is. I know. Go, go for it. Go for it. So I have a hard time speaking my, the, my the other is, side. Here's my speak to it. So I told you before what well, my counselor said that was wisdom, that uh, it's not rightly done 
it's well done. And I think that we have to look at in those moments, like, are we giving it our best effort? Are they speaking out of um, the idea being crazy or our willingness to put all our energy behind okay. the idea that we're doing, our willingness to actually, because what you and I do is once we make a decision, we stick to it, we own it, and we give it all we've got. Some people are just making willy-nilly crazy ideas and decisions because yeah. oh. the last thing didn't work. And so they're like, oh yeah, well now we'll do it this way. And distract now we'll do it everyone that with this, new, over here. Right. this new puppet and show. And so uh, maybe that is more the piece of like, hey, are people speaking to you out of wisdom because they know that you didn't have the full energy to give to it? And if that's true, maybe we need to listen. Mm -hmm. What, you have thoughts? No, too. no, I don't know. It's yeah. a lot. Like. Who, who are the, who are, who yeah. are you, who's your sounding board? Right. So like, if you have a crazy idea or you want to do something that's non-traditional, you need to talk with somebody about that. And like, who are those people? Well, we talked about our dynamic. So like, if Aaron and Rachel said to us, Hey guys, this is not working. Our dynamic wouldn't work the way yeah. it works. Like there's people, you said it a few weeks ago that at the end of the day, if my wife and kids are going to love me and be there for me and my community still has my back. I'm doing it right, but if your wife and kids in your community don't got your back, like maybe there's something we need to listen to. Go. Yeah, so it's just you've got to you've got to respect the people that are speaking into you, and they can't just always be yes people. Yeah. And so, so who are they? Like, if I were, if y'all wanted to cancel bulletins, right? And I would have went and only asked five seventy-five-year-old people in our church. <laughs> They would have been vastly against they, canceling. We would still be doing bulletins. <laughs> but but if I would have went and asked five 30-year-old people yeah. or 40-year-old people in our church, they'd probably say, yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't care. You can print them. I don't care. Right. I read it or, you know, don't. Yeah, I put and, my gum in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, I guess you got you to make sure that you're asking the right people yeah. that actually know what they're talking about. Now, don't go and talk to your, like, dudes at Buffalo Wild Wings at 11 a.m. while y'all acting a fool, what, like, there's not wisdom there. Right, necessarily. no, true. But find, find reliable sources. Yeah. And if everybody in your life, what you're saying is really good. And I'm stuttering because I want, I think that more people err on caution than, they, than people do err on courage. Yeah. Ooh. I think that more people err the wrong direction. But uh, if you have too much courage, <laughs> <laughs> then the, if you have too much, like, let's go for it, then man, ask some people that might say no. Yeah. And you may not listen to them, but like at least weigh what they're saying. Right. Because there's moments that I'll have an idea and I'll put it out there and people will say no. And I, I don't do the full idea, but I still do a portion of it. Right. But because I heard their opinions, right. it gives me a greater perspective. Solomon in the Bible so the wisest dude who ever lived, right. yet he built a council. Right. Why? Because there's nothing better than perspective. It's good. And so he built a perspective Absolutely. to help him see things. Yeah, he he was the one with the most wisdom, yet he understood the wisdom of others can, can speak in because they can see things different. They can help us with our blind spots. And I think that's that's all it is, is the understanding that like, hey, if you're going to go do something crazy that is against the grain of what's right, L allow some people to speak into some blind spots yeah. in your life. Uh, and whether it's don't do it, what you said is perfect. It's not always and most often, it's not don't do it at all. It's just have you considered this area yeah. and let some people speak into that. I think that's really We just did wisdom. an episode, I think, where we talked about the emperor's new 
robe. robe. Yeah. Yeah. Did we do that on here or was that yeah. somewhere else no, I talked about that? No, that's here. And so, you know, you're talking microphones all over the place. It's <laughs> like, I don't remember where I said that story. If you don't have people in your life who can tell you honest things, yeah, then you're in trouble. Yeah. So like, if you're wanting to go and do something that's a little out of the norm, right? I hope that you've got people who can actually tell you their real opinion or their yeah. truth. The other reason you struggle with this a little bit is the pride piece that you've so fought uh, the pride in your life to be a, someone, a leader that's super humble, that it's hard for you to have the perspective that some people carry so much pride. Hmm. It's true that that they're unwilling to, you Once know, they say they're doing it, they don't- They don't care if they're right or wrong, right. Dude, I went to a church. I went to Judas Smith's church in Seattle. Handsomest kids pastor you ever met. Hey. It's the thing you say. I've never heard Rachel you say I, something more consistently. I was than preaching. That. <laughs> I was preaching in Seattle at some like youth leader big conference thing. Yeah. And so Rachel and I, we drove over this beautiful mountain. I don't even know, I don't even know what it was. And so we went to Judas Smith's church. Yakima. Yakima. Yeah. And so we go to Judas Smith's church. And uh, I wasn't going to talk about the kids' pastor, but I will. This is the most handsome man I've I'm ever seen. I'm just saying you say it this guy consistently, right? You've six, all heard it. Yes. Six five, yes. chiseled jaw. <laughs> this man, dude. Should have been on Days of Our Lives. I was literally like. A kids' pastor. Who, what? Like, you ever see someone so attractive, you can't believe that they're standing in front of you? <laughs> anyways, I know I'm taking it too far, but. That's how you felt. So, anyways, I'm talking to this guy. And so they're giving Rachel and I the tour. And I'm like, Rachel, stop looking at this man. It's not true. His wife was equally beautiful. Like, right. where did you they get were just these beautiful. people? Seattle. The beautiful people. Yeah, okay. And so, so <laughs> they, so all of their kids' staff had these giant stickers on oh, their shirts. Yeah, we've talked giant, about stickers. Giant round stickers. So the people could steal, because their church is real fashionable. Everyone's looking like a, a, they're about to be on TMZ, mm -hmm. right? And so they don't want to not wear their like Gucci shirts or whatever. Yeah. And so they they would get there and the kids workers would put a big sticker on their shirt. That is why this makes no sense. And they're all wearing it. I'm like, I love these stickers. I love it. I come home to the next staff meeting next Tuesday. And right. I said, guys, I have an idea. Somebody take notes. We're buying stickers, big round stickers for all the kids workers. They're going to set church name and the logo and everybody. And I'm all excited. I, I brought one home from the church. Judah Smith. Jesus drips from the man. <laughs> Take the stickers and get them printed. And the whole table looked at me like this. Ugh. And I was like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah. This handsome I'm pretty man. I'm sure it was the first time I publicly disagreed Publicly with you shamed me. <laughs> So anyways, they all, the whole table pushed back and said, Pastor, we don't think stickers are a good idea. And you know what? I listened to them and I still don't agree. Listen, last <laughs> but, week, But sometimes week, when you're so greatly outnumbered yes. and it's not worth dying on the hill for stickers. No. So instead we printed t-shirts and t-shirts are at least 10 times the cost of stickers and people don't wear them every Sunday. Well, and now they so do this have lanyards stickers. that oh, yeah, they lanyards. do wear every week because why? You know what? I bet if we went back to that church, they're wearing lanyards now too because ain't nobody wanted to put stickers on Gucci. Last week, someone bought me a cup because I love cups uh, and they had a sticker and I spent 30 minutes scrubbing the sticker junk off the top of that and I literally out loud said, Trustin, this is why I don't like stickers. <laughs> so, so. sometimes, hey leaders, sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. Let's do you know what? Again. Do you know what? Do you know what I don't do? Do you know what I don't do? <laughs> I don't peel stickers 
off my right. kids' stuff. Ask your wife. I bet she would be infuriated. No, she does. The amount of times it gets washed and yes. washed. Ugh. And so, so sometimes we have an idea. <sighs> Stickers. I'm so, dude, I was so committed. I was like, yeah. buy, I'm going to buy stock in a sticker company. For the rest of my life, we're going to have stickers. But like, they're probably right. Yeah. And so sometimes we have to let our ideas I bet it was that handsome guy's king. idea. And Judah I would have done know. anything that man told me to do. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that guy would have taken off the offering. <laughs> I would have sold my house and given it to Judah. <laughs> this is what you need to do. I don't know. No, it's really good. It's good. It's good wisdom. You don't got to do it right. You got to do it the way you want to do it, the way you're supposed to do it, the way that works for you. How long have we been? How long have we been talking so far? A long, a long time. I a think. long time. I have a public bone to pick with you. Uh oh. This is not on topic at all. This has nothing to do with the podcast. Uh oh. But I feel like our our Hi, podcast community is family. Yeah, they are. And so I need some help. They're gonna have my back, though. I hope. No, they had better not. Uh oh. What is it? You have got my wife oh good watching a garbage television show which one no about uh, women that live at home and they live in real housewives yeah real yes, housewives I do, bro whitney hey we, i hey. do not want this negative influence <laughs> in my family <laughs> the other day i come home rachel is doing dishes and she has her iPad up on the thing with her headphones in yeah. and she is locked in and I'm like hello Which <laughs> like then the next day in the bedroom sit on the bed locked in yeah. and I'm like what are you what are you what are you what you watching a sermon because you are you grading papers are you getting paid a million dollars to take a <laughs> test from watching this video no she's watching Whitney's Real Housewives Whitney. of this Utah Oh, the Utah ones. It's I don't so know bad. where they are. That's the one. It's the so best one. So I just want to publicly shame me. Shame you. Listen, dude. What did she do the dishes? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe maybe it got me. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta tune out, you know, so you can get junk done, and you watch some people that are a little crazier than you, and you think I'm doing a good job. It's the equivalent. I'm gonna go it's do the equivalent. It's the equivalent of me coming over to your house and talking your husband into smoking cigarettes that on your back porch. True. It's the same thing. <laughs> hey, Aaron, let's go back. No. Let's go back and no. puff puff no, something. No, my word. <laughs> Y'all. It's the equal equivalent. Everyone comment. You better land the plane. absurd thing that you do to check out because the tug of more is real. Hey, that would be a good episode to check out. The check out. That's check a good me out. One. Check, check. Hey, love you guys. <laughs> you were checking out that kid's pastor in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> All right. Okay, love y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>